Me and Kyle have like similar problems. Like I can't remember <laughs> names, and he just mispronounces names. Like Johnny, yeah, that's Jimmy. Johnny. Old Jimmy G. <laughs> it blew my mind again, all over again. You're like, I have Steelers. Well, Wilson's another guy where if Seattle's stupid enough to let him go, I was raving on Russell Wilson in our last episode. Call it now. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> going to Denver. They still got a. Uh... <laughs> Why do I always? Dude, I'm the worst at name. You need to be a top ten quarterback. Absolutely not. I mean, look at my Bears in 2006. When, when he remembers the year. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, 100. percent I remember that loss. Like it was yesterday. And this is where he's wrong. What you're wrong in and what I'm right in, by the way, everybody give me a hand for being right, um, is that... Welcome to Only Football with Kyle and Rick. This is... Yo, what's up, everybody? It's Rick. Kyle and I are bringing you another episode of Only Football. We are talking Aaron Rodgers emerging from a hole, Lamar Jackson sweepstakes, We're talking Daniel Jones trying to get $45 million a year, we're also talking Eric Bieniemy to Washington, Bobby Wagner being released, and Vance Joseph goes back to Denver. Let's get it. gentlemen welcome to only football off-season edition i'm kyle that's rick i'm rick that's kyle aaron Rodgers has emerged from the darkness he ended his retreat early as the owner of this retreat in oregon has stated so now he can go back to living a normal life <laughs> the owner probably has like never had this type of publicity in his life from any of his guests kyle we have the groundhog emerging from his hole and maybe seeing a sh- Oh, wait. Nope. Nope. That's Aaron Rodgers emerging from his hole. And I think he saw his shadow, which means he's not playing football next year. Let's give it up to retiring oh, Aaron no, Rodgers. No, no, no. He's, a, he's a Bears fan. And uh, obviously. How could you tell? What gave it away? What gave it away? The hat. Oh, okay. okay. The, the flag in the background. The overall attitude regarding Aaron Rodgers. Oh, yeah, that's a big giveaway. You're right. So he initially told Pat McAfee that he was going to spend four days in total darkness to contemplate all things. Yep. Um, All things doesn't just include football, but we're a football podcast. So we're going to talk about those things that he contemplated. Mm -hmm. Um, Spending time with yourself, spending time alone. I've had the opportunity a couple times in my life. To do something very similar uh, to what I guess being in solitary confinement would be yep. without actually being in prison. And you really do. Um, I, I heard one time I was reading a book about meditation and it said, if you can go 45 seconds without having a thought, whether it's a good thought, a bad thought, that is like a <clears throat> milestone. Yeah. So you'd be all we do all day is think, you know, think mm-hmm. about the future, think about the past, think about the present, think about everything. 
think about what the things that are happening even mean. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like yep. we do a lot of thinking. And if he was able to stop thinking, maybe that would help him make his decision. Um, <laughs> well, as weird as that sounds, maybe it worked. Maybe it didn't. Maybe he was just bored the whole time and he was like, this is dumb. He did end the retreat yeah. early. Um, oh, did he? Yeah. So I think he was originally going to spend four days in total darkness. Yes. Yeah. And right. I think he spent three. Um, okay. I don't know. The article says he ends his retreat early. So I, I'm assuming oh, okay. he, he ended it maybe after three days. I feel like it had to have been at least three days. So um, he was inside of a, like a cave, I guess, that had he had the ability to turn the lights on himself if he wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just like if you're a visual person, something you can think about. But I. So, so I, I actually read an article on ESPN about what it looked like, too. And it looks more like, if you guys have seen Lord of the Rings, the Hobbit movies, that type of stuff, it looks like one of those Hobbit type of houses where it's partially on the ground. There's a door leading up. To, it, it looks like a small mound. If you can picture a small mound and then at the front is like a door, a wooden door. Um, and there's some stairs leading down to the space, which is only like 300 square feet. Um I read up on it. It's got a, like a queen size mattress, a meditation mat, a bathroom. Like you said, he ended it early because the door is not locked. There isn't, you're not locked up in that room. Um, it's like dimly lit in there. Um, but yeah, I saw it and I, I just thought it was really interesting. I, I, what I expected was kind of like what you were saying, like a, like a cave like type of thing. Like here's a bed and that's it. And, and you're in darkness and we deliver meals three times a day or whatever it is. And that's it. You know, you kind of just go from there. But it looked, honestly, from the picture that I saw, it looked really calming, really serene. It looked it looked kind of cool. Not going to lie. Yeah. And there were people on ESPN I saw that were like, I don't, they were like, oh, I thought it was going to be like a cave. And it's like, it has crown molding. It was so nice. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> like, Get off your high horse. You crown can only molding, think huh? about the crown molding for so long. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Before you're bored. Yeah. I mean, that's just... Honestly, most people, if they just had their phones taken away for an entire day, would be super edgy. <laughs> you that, know? Yeah, yeah, that would be huge. Honestly, if you took my phone away, I'd probably kill you. Yeah, you'd be like, dude, <laughs> give me my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's fine. Uh, I'm just going to go to my office and be on my computer then. Fuck yeah. <laughs> So it is it is difficult to do. And actually, there's um, who's the Mark Wahlberg was on USA Today talking about giving up. um, I don't know if it was social media, but he was giving something up for Lent, um, which because he's a Catholic. So that you do Mm -hmm. see different cultures have different traditions and and of and ways of trying to take away vices in order to Mm -hmm. get more focus (laughs) and um, maybe bring back meaning and things that are really important so rogers is probably at this point now so i'll just ask you this do you think he has his decision right now um i would say he does and i would say he has a decision like made his mind is made up because before you know i i I saw an interview and maybe you saw the same interview with pat mcafee on on his podcast where they were very much like so, or Pat Ma- Pat McAfee asked him, so is this thing like, 
you may or may not come back. Like, is that still a thing? And he's like, oh, yeah, 100 percent. Aaron Rodgers was like, 100 percent. I don't know if I'm coming back to play football or not, which for the last three years has been kind of the same tune. Right. Um, but regardless of that fact, that's why I think. And when, when he was talking to McAfee, he was saying about how he goes into this, how he kind of just goes into his own mind, thinks about what makes him happy. He went to Peru to, to try ayahuasca and that stuff. That's why I think after all this is said and done, he has that decision made up. Um, I, I, what, what, what just, just, I guess astounds me in a way is that, uh, I, I just, I don't know. It's just the, the, that he can do these things and have that, that, that decision in his mind afterwards. Like, don't get me wrong. I know <clears throat> doing all this stuff opens your mind, expands your mind. You think about your happiness. You think about your life. And this is Aaron Rodgers we're talking about. He is no stranger to controversy. He is no stranger to, I will do what I want to do if it makes me happy in the end. You know, it doesn't matter. Like, this man doesn't talk to his fucking family, for Christ's sakes, right? Like, he doesn't give a shit. He really doesn't care. Um, as long as it makes him happy at the end. Um, and it's kind of something that you can't, you know, as a person, like maybe if you are down in the dumps, you're like, wow, I can envy that. Um, but I think, you know, to your question, I think he's made up his mind and I think he's not going to play football anymore. I, I think just off the, off the jump, wow. I think he's done because next year kicks in his extension, his 50, let me see 50. What is it? 50, the amount of, yeah, $59.5 million kicks in next year if he plays next year for the Packers. So in a sense, the Packers haven't paid him a dime from his extension, but it all does depend on whether or not he plays for them next year. Yeah, and I think when you think about money, I mean, that – stop it. That is uh, – by the way, Woody's back, and I'm back, so it feels <laughs> good to be back in the studio. Kyle's and back. Ha- have my dog again to yell at in the middle of our podcast. <laughs> Woody, stop. <laughs> so he's not a person that really needs money, right? And I, I know. Yeah. He's very, very know, blessed he, to have the he, amount of money he has. Yeah. He has a lot of money at this point in his <gasps> life. And I don't think somebody like Aaron Rodgers really needs any more money to be happy. Um, even when you see him like at his press conferences, it's like, you know, t-shirt and mm-hmm. no jewelry, just kind of maybe like a, a ring on that was like from a special rock or something like he doesn't really like, you know, have a lot of flashy things. It seems like from, yeah. from or at least what he lets the public see of him. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the money part is driving him. And if that's not driving him, I do think people that are really, I guess, just like they think about every decision they do because the reality is if you're going to play football, it takes a lot. There's a lot of traveling. There's a yeah. lot of, you know, um, practice and meetings and and not just that. But at this point in your career, now your job is to be a mentor. And we talked about also about is yep. he hindering Jordan Love in his development? Is he doing what Brett Favre did to him? Mm-hmm. Um, and at what point is it you you cross that line between helping and now you're hurting, you know, Jordan Love? So I do think it is a huge decision to make. And I know for me, I'm moving on from a job that I've had for the last five years. And mm-hmm. I have just followed my company around. And eventually, 
you know, my time is going to be up and I'm going to move on and mm -hmm. I'm looking at places to move. And mm -hmm. my family always asked me like, you know where you're going, don't you? You're going to Denver. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I'm yeah. like, no, you don't. And they're like, how do you not know? And it's like, <laughs> oh my, I had this moment where I was like, this is how Aaron Rodgers feels all the time. Yeah. It's yeah. like, people are telling you like, they, like my mom, she'll be like, uncle, uncle Wolf told me that you're going back to Florida. And I'm like, I never even talked to uncle Wolf. <laughs> like, families, like talking to yeah. themselves and yeah. like no like as soon as i know you'll know and i yeah. don't know and and yeah. it, it's just crazy but when you're in a situation that's like people assume that you have to like be leaning away and sometimes that's not even true like sometimes you're not even leaning one way or another and i think aaron Rodgers is in that same situation yeah. so when people like i asked you what, is, what do you think i'm i'm not sure like I, I feel like it could just be as true that he's retiring as he's coming back to play. He could say, I'm going to go play for another team. And I really feel like I have no way to, I feel like I'd be making a guess no matter what I, I decided, like throwing a dart, you know, just yeah. wherever it lands, like I'll, I'll just take that opinion, but I really don't know. And I, um, I think, I think whatever the decision is going to be, it's going to be the right decision because of how much, effort he puts into these decisions so if he yeah. thinks i'm not i don't have you know a hundred percent to give to my team anymore mm -hmm. i think he'll make the right decision and not play if he's like i can run it back and i can play at a high level and i want to win one more trophy super bowl maybe then i think he makes the right decision that way i don't think there's a scenario where he makes the wrong decision so i'm just kind of giving this a little bit of time but it's not really fun as a talk you know, uh, podcast sports show to be like, yeah, we don't know. But sometimes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. sometimes it's the truth. And I yeah. think with Aaron Rodgers, I think there's not a bigger wild card, you know, that comes to True. mind when it comes to these types of decisions. But it does affect a lot of other dominoes. And everyone waits for this one to fall. And that's mm -hmm. what happened to Denver last year. So it's mm -hmm. like, for instance, the New York Jets are a hot name that have discussed having Aaron Rodgers on their team as well as the Las Vegas Raiders. Yep. And and what do you do if you're the Las Vegas Raiders and Lamar Jackson, and we'll talk about that later, has mm -hmm. contract and they can't come to terms on something. And Mark Mark Davis, the owner, says, hey, let's give him like two first-round picks and, and pay him what he wants and bring in Lamar Jackson. Yeah. But then they're like, well, How can anyone about, turn that down? Yeah, but then they're like, what about Aaron <laughs> Rodgers? What if we get, get him for two years? Because that we prefer Aaron <laughs> Rodgers, so now yeah. it stalls that organization, yep. and then Lamar Jackson ends up getting traded for Justin Fields, and it's like whoa, okay. whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Real, so, no, I, I, I definitely, I definitely get where you're coming from. And real quick, before we move on, let's acknowledge the chat real quick. Liam, our trivia leader, what's up? How's it going, what up, Liam? We've got Ginger in the chat. Ginger, cheers, Ginger. brother. Good to have G you, James Rufert. James, how's it going? Thanks for joining up, the stream. James. Cheers. He said he'll be a good backup. And then Tyler, Tyler, also in the chat. Cheers, Tyler. He said, I doubt Rodgers has, has his decision made because I don't think he's talked to the Packers front office about it. He's going to have more conversations with the Packers about the direction they are going. And it's almost to your point, like you said, Kyle. There are other dominoes or other things that you need uh, – um, that are waiting on on his decision almost in a, in, in a way, right? And yeah, all the way. Yeah, just like Tyler said, 
what about the direction that they're going? And you listed all these options, the Jets, the the Vegas, the the Raiders, right? The Vegas Raiders. Will Lamar Jackson be in the mix? Like all these things, like what is Aaron Rodgers doing? What will Lamar Jackson do? Like these are big dominoes that need to fall in order for the entire picture to look clearer. So like you said, like it's not I, I personally think that he's done. Um and you listed all the things, you know, that that you need to um that you need to commit to a football season, traveling, playing the game, you know, 39 years old, playing the game at 39. I mean, Brady was, it seems to be one in a million, what Brady does, what Brady did. Um, but all these things you have to commit to the, 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 the hitting, the, the play calling, the, maybe the decisions aren't the ones you want to, uh, necessarily take part in, you know, coaching wise. Um, but that's why I say I think he's done. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have? Are you? Do you look at this and are leaning one way or the other with what he has possibly made his decision on? Yeah. So I was just looking at this. So okay. So the at the age Aaron Rodgers is right now, which I believe his birthday is in December, he mm-hmm. would uh, if he were Tom Brady. All right, Tom Brady at Aaron Rodgers' age now just. Um, was it they just lost the Super Bowl to the Eagles? the Eagles? So oh, okay. I mean that seems like so long ago <clears throat> that that the Patriots <laughs> were in the Super Bowl against the yeah. Eagles. Yeah, and and but like you said, one in a million. Tom Brady's one in a million. So to Aaron Rodgers, I don't think he's going to retire this year. I think he. I think now these are like wishful thinking. So keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I just. The way it has been, like Peyton Manning retired, okay, and then uh, Drew Brees retired, and then like mm-hmm. Ben Roethlisberger's retirement, and then uh, Tom Brady retired, and it just feels like Aaron Rodgers is kind of the last one, and I w- I, w- I don't want to see him retire at the same year as Tom Brady. Like I yeah. feel like if he retired this year, I don't know. I would like to see he representing an older generation of quarterbacks all by himself for a year. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he is done. I mean, you look at the way he plays. I saw countless times that he's handing the ball off and then the, the, the running back cuts back. And now he, you know, he's the lead blocker and he's running downfield and he gets like (laughs) lit up by a linebacker. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And to me, it's like that's not something that you see from a person that's retiring. The way mm-hmm. Tom Brady looked in his last game that we saw against the Cowboys, mm-hmm. that to me looked like a guy that was at the end of his his lifespan in the NFL. And yeah. the way Peyton Manning looked in that Super Bowl looked like a guy that was his, you know, past his shelf life. And oh yeah, um, but we have seen people retire and you assume they had more left in the tank. Um, I think of Drew Brees. Like, was Drew Brees really done, or did he just decide he wanted to spend more time with his family and move on to the next chapter? Drew Brees was done. His arm was absolutely done. He was, was like it? Peyton Manning in his last year. Yeah, dude, he couldn't throw more than, like, 30 yards. I don't remember but, that. Yeah, no, it, it was pretty bad. Fact um, check. Fact check it. <laughs> Fact check it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I – and and I kind of feel bad now because I, we talked about that era of quarterback. Like, that's it. We're done. We're moving on. And we forgot. I forgot Aaron Rodgers. At least I did. So I feel bad. And as a Bears fan, I can still look to Aaron Rodgers and be like, he was part of that era. He was more on the 
Um, he wasn't necessarily that era, part of that really era, because he came in like five, six, seven years later um, in the league. But the impact he had during that era was it's un, it, you know it's unmistakable. He made an oh, impact yeah. during that era with Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, Ben Roethlisberger, all these guys. Um, so I kind of feel bad that I <laughs> we were just like moved on from that. But you know, uh, I I don't know, man. I I like I said, I you think he's he's coming back, but if he does come back. <clears throat> does he play for the Packers? I think that's the biggest question on because it's it's there's three options, right? Like he doesn't he retires, he comes back or he comes back for another team, right? Like well, he comes he, back for the Packers or comes back for another team. Well, here's what's really interesting about it. And as much as I kind of I'm in Rogers corner cuz I just feel like the media needs a villain and it's like it's Aaron Rodgers for them. You know, because they, they they make fun of the ayahuasca. They made fun of the darkroom thing. <laughs> Colin Coward is like this hipster from California. And I'm like, could you imagine talking about like Lamar Jackson being like this thug from Compton? You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, everyone yeah. would lose their mind, but yeah. it's okay to make fun of him when you don't understand that it's a spiritual thing he's doing. Yeah. So uh, to me, it's just like, I understand a lot of, you know, the, the media just needing a villain. But one thing I kind of do wonder about Aaron Rodgers is if you were going to go year to year, why'd you sign a three-year deal? So last year yeah, yeah. when you were deciding, okay, what's it going to be? Uh, you telling Bronco fans, we'll see, you know what I mean? We hired Nathaniel Hackett. seems like the pieces are lining up. And then he goes, I want to be a green Bay Packer and I'm old school in the way where you're a Packer, you die a Packer. There's no other team. Like all of these, you know, it's changed. It used to be, that you would never ever like associate yourself with a you know a, a rival team, and now you yeah. see you know um, Melvin Gordon go from the Chiefs to the or the Chargers to the Broncos to the Chiefs, and uh, he's been like posting <laughs> videos of the Super Bowl ring being like uh, like I got hard. carried. <laughs> yeah, you saw those; they're so funny. Yeah, they're funny. Um, uh, he's really owning it. He's taking the Eminem approach. If you make fun of yourself, other people can't. And it's working for him really well. But you, Brett Favre, when he became a Viking, it mm-hmm. was like, what is going on? Like Packer fans were booing Brett Favre running onto Lambo, which is just something yep. you never would have thought you would see. So I just think in that way, Aaron Rodgers is like, I wouldn't play for another team. I want to be a Green Bay Packer. But if the Packers front office doesn't align with those same views, mm-hmm. um, then they have to, you know, branch off and do their own thing because he's yeah. going to meet with the front office again and they're going to say, hey, we need you to restructure if you're going to stay. What if he's just like, you know what, I want to make as much money as possible and go to the Jets. They'll give me $55 million for one year. Yeah. And yeah. then go live in New York City for a year and be on billboards and just experience what it's like to be. <coughs> because, look, being the biggest quarterback in Green Bay – is like i mean you are you're like a god to that if you've ever driven through green bay it's like you just drive through a neighborhood it's like turn left on debbie street and then you turn left (laughs) on debbie street and then it's like there's lambeau field off in the corner and you're just like wait a minute this is in a neighborhood it doesn't it's like it's unlike the middle of something yeah anybody that has gone to a game at lambeau has probably felt equally as weirded out as anybody that was going for the first time, just because it is so yeah. weird. It's yeah. like, 
usually you're in the middle of a city like Denver, and it's like, there's where the Broncos play, Avalanche are over there. It's like Green Bay, you're literally in someone's backyard. And it's like, <laughs> so what if Aaron Rodgers wants to know what it feels like to go to a place like New York City, yeah. right? A place where, like, you know, he could be on billboards and, like, be kind of like a, a – uh, you know, like a uh, savior for yeah, a town yeah. that really needs a quarterback. He might want to, you know, just see what that avenue would feel like, but he's made it clear that he wants to be a Packer. So I just feel almost like he might've worn out his welcome with the one year thing. Yeah, And it might be the Packers that now everything we've heard is that the Packers want Aaron Rodgers back. So I don't know you know how much grace there is for him but i just don't understand why not sign a one-year deal last year if you were going to leave and i know there was like an option after the first year to leave well but it's like why even do that and 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 this is just my like conspiracy theory mind working right like what if he signed that deal knowing full well that that deal does not uh uh you know kick in until he actually takes a snap or shows up for uh, training camp in 2023, knowing also that they can't sign Devontae Adams and Devontae Adams is eventually going to go to another team. And then he's like, you know what? I retire. I unretire. I, or I need, I want to get traded to, to, to uh, Las Vegas. I want to go back with Devontae Adams. I want to play with him. I wanted to get my good friend Devontae Adams off the Packers because I'm not going to be here next year. You know what I mean? Like, there's all these things. That's just my conspiracy theorist mind. And it's also my Bears like it. mind. It's also my Bears mind going, I need Aaron Rodgers the fuck out of the NFC North because it's time for Justin Fields to emerge. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. And I just don't think Devontae Adams is enough personally because yeah. when he was going through this in Green Bay, you never – like we said, when Devontae Adams left to the Raiders, it was like mm-hmm. they didn't consult each other about it. And Devontae Adams talks about Aaron Rodgers in a really you know high regard. Like, oh, he's the yeah. best quarterback in the world. But at the same time, like it's like any job where, you know, those are your coworkers. They're not your friends. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of an old school mentality of compartmentalizing. And I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams are the same way where it's like, I'm not going to make my career decisions depending on you, right? Devontae yeah, Adams yeah. signed that deal before Rodgers even said he was staying because he was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to wait around for him. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. I've yeah. established my own name, my own net worth, and I'm going to go, you know, I'm not going to wait around like a loser. So I don't know if it's enough, but I do think it's an incentive if he mm-hmm. did want to go. But I don't think it's the thing that would like, you know, take him over the top with with the Raiders. For sure. But yeah, I think it'll come down to the front office in a lot of ways. That's why they're going to meet again. And after that meeting, probably we'll have some information because he said he didn't want to wait as long as he did last year. But I feel like we're getting pretty close because when Nathaniel Hackett got hired, it was like a week. It was like late February or no, it was early March that Aaron Rodgers we're pretty much back there. Yeah. Yeah, we really are. We'll we'll see. Obviously, I think he's done in just general, but there's also again the possibility of him going on another team. If he goes to another team, I'll be very happy for him, obviously. Um Kyle thinks he's coming back to the Packers because he signed that deal. You guys let us know what you think Aaron Rodgers' decision is. 
or if his decision is that he hasn't made a decision. So let us know. But let's move on now to another quarterback situation that is brewing in Baltimore. That is Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson did not speak publicly during uh, uh, during all of last year, during the regular season, about his contract negotiations. Um, he wanted a fully guaranteed deal that was basically the same deal that Deshaun Watson got in Cleveland. Five years, $230 million uh, for that deal. He turned down a deal that was a five-year, $250 million in September that included $133 million guaranteed. Now, the difference between that, right, is you look at it and you're like, well, that's more money. Well, he wanted the entirety of that contract to be guaranteed. The Ravens weren't going to do that. Um, so they, they were just like, never mind, you know, and obviously they didn't get the deal done. And Lamar Jackson was like, that's it. We're not, we're not, we're not negotiating during the season because I'm, I'm laser focused on playing football right now, but basically betting on himself, betting on himself, which a lot of players do. And usually I think more often than not come out on top of that. Now, what the, uh, I, I believe what the Ravens can do, they can trade him. Um, or they can put on a, I believe, a franchise tag on them, which would be a lot of money. Uh, I think it's like $35 million for a quarterback this year, whatever the case might be. Um, but I guess that kind of comes down to the question, Kyle. Like, is Lamar Jackson going to suit up as a Raven again? No. No. Okay. No. Why not? So, it's, got, it's at a point right now where Lamar Jackson and we talked about this all last season, right? Not having mm-hmm. an agent and having his mom represent him has been yeah. one of the, you know, Achilles heels of, of his um, kind of contract negotiations going limbo. It's just, he, anytime, you know, you, you're going to get a deal, right? Mm-hmm. The, the goal is to always capitalize when your value is at its highest. Mm-hmm. And I would say, Right now, Lamar Jackson's value is at its lowest it's ever been. And the the Ravens had an opportunity to, to see him. And there's questions about his health. Can he stay healthy for a full season? Yep. And that is a very important question. The best abilities, availability. It's cliche, but it's true. And if you've ever had a quarterback that is hurt all the time, you <laughs> probably know what that feels like. Jimmy Garoppolo never could you know play a full season just ankle this that little things like that if you've ever had an amazing defensive player that is just a stud when he's on the field but it's like he's not always on the field um i think like joey bosa gets hurt a lot kind of uh like you can go down the line yeah Uh, you go down the line and and now we're talking though we're not talking about an edge rusher that's you know getting 25 million a year we're talking about a quarterback that's asking for like over $200 million in guarantees. Guaranteed so completely. I do feel like if you, you are, you're worth the value that people see in you. So you may be worth $240 million to the Colts because the Colts have been on a quarterback carousel for since Andrew Luck retired. Four years, five years. Yeah. And they, yeah, they can't get it right. So I guarantee you to Indianapolis, you're worth that. So I feel like right now, if you're the Ravens, it's time to rip the Band-Aid off because I don't think they're going to come to a deal with Lamar because 
if they were going to, it would have been done. Like the reason this is taking so yeah. long is because both sides are probably too far off for any type of compromise, you know? So mm -hmm. I do think it's time to pull the bandaid off. And I'd also feel like um, the Ravens have made it clear, like from just, a, you know, having a black quarterback standpoint, they don't want to be the people that didn't pay a black quarterback. Right. Yeah. And that is, it's a real side that the, that um, the Ravens, have talked about but you also have to make sure when you pay somebody you're paying the right guy it has to be like you they can't just pay him to pay him if they don't think he can play a full entire season like this is a mm -hmm. guy that is really good won an mvp but he also has only been to one playoff game and had the worst playoff um you know performance Next. of like any player in like a decade yeah, like him and Kyler Murray are like bottom two at like their their playoff games. They're bad. And I'm glad you brought that up because that's the other thing that makes it tricky. The Cardinals paid Kyler Murray $240 million of guarantees. Kyler Murray was not also worth $240 million, but he was to Arizona. Yeah. And it's okay to say you may be worth this to somebody else, but to me, I – the Ravens don't spend $240 million on quarterbacks that can't place, you know, a full yeah. season. Yeah. We just don't do that here, but maybe Indianapolis does maybe mm -hmm. um, some other teams that, you know, maybe looking for a franchise quarterback are. And I just think Lamar Jackson is um, I, the, here's the real question though. Do you think other teams would pay him what he's looking for? Cause I do think maybe the Colts would, and there's also been talks about maybe trading for Justin Fields and yeah. then getting that first round pick as well. Yeah. Um, or no, they would have to pay the first round pick. I forgot. There's like a, a lot of different things. And I actually wanted to get your opinion on some of the Justin Fields stuff because there was for even sure. talks about Justin Fields getting traded to the Colts for a first round pick. And then the, the because you guys got Justin Fields at what, 16th overall? Uh, no, it was actually 11th overall, 11th or 12th, something like that. It was a Giants pick. I remember that much. But in the could, 2019 draft. They, they could make an argument that Justin Fields, as well as he's been playing, he some people feel like he doesn't have the ceiling that Bryce Young has. People are really yeah. high in Bryce Young. So it's like if Bryce Young goes on to have an 18-year career and being you know a Hall of Famer, maybe now is a time where Justin Fields values at an all-time high. And this is the gamble of being in the NFL is deciding yep. Yep. when, what a player is worth at this time and what he will be worth moving forward into the future. Mm -hmm. Lamar Jackson, unfortunately his values at an all-time low, probably uh, no, it's probably lower. Like when he was drafted in the second round, but yeah. um, in terms of playing wise, yes, this is the lowest it's been. Yeah, and now the question is, and I don't know if, you know, sitting out those the playoff game helped him at all. I, I think it hurt him. Yeah, yeah. I think true. they could have maybe even won that game against the Bengals yeah. um, had Lamar been on the field. And then and then look at that. Like, if he won that playoff game, I bet you the deal would have been a lot easier to, to put the ink on the paper for the Ravens. But mm -hmm. now it's like – there's just a lot of things that just seem like, what is he missing? Why is all the publicity that he's getting, you know, why does it feel like 
what we saw last year is just not worth, you know, because the worst thing you can do is pay him $240 million and not be great. Like if you Mm -hmm. pay someone that kind of money, we have to be great and he has to be worth it. Like Patrick Mahomes, $500 million. So we did it last, uh, our last episode, all of the receivers and all of the running backs are being paid the same amount as Tyreek Hill. Yeah. Okay. So they won a Super Bowl (laughs) and they won the Super Bowl. That's, like six players getting paid what one player is getting. So the Dolphins can do that because they're not paying Tua. But once they pay Tua, they can't do that, right? So that's the question is once we pay our quarterback that kind of money, he has to be so good that we can win a Super Bowl with Sky Moore and Marquise Valdez-Scantley. Like we have to be able to win Super Bowls with people. And is Lamar Jackson good enough to win Super Bowls because – We've always said the Ravens don't have wide receivers. The Ravens don't have wide receivers. They're not helping him. Yeah. Well, the Chiefs didn't have receivers either. I mean, Mm -hmm. they they just made these guys good. Um, That's what great quarterbacks do. They don't they don't need like a bunch of good receivers. So that's also concerning because you're going to be in a position where you can't pay for guys like Hopkins and stuff once you bring him in. Mm-hmm. And if you bring him in and you're not winning, you don't even have the salary cap now to go out and get guys in free agency. And now you just have an overpaid quarterback that, uh, you know, you can't even get out of the deal without getting like, I don't know, 70 dead cap money. This is what Broncos are in with Russell Wilson. I yeah. know it's a, it's like you just have to stick with him and you can't mm-hmm. you don't have any money to get new people. So you have to you have to just well. wait it out at that point. Yeah. And yeah. it's just. I understand why the Ravens at this point wouldn't want to make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. But um, do you see that side of it? Or do you think the Ravens should have paid him? You know, I think if they would have paid him like two years ago, it would have been a lot cleaner for everybody. Um, Oh yeah. the The contract would have been better because Kyler Murray didn't get 240 million guaranteed, which raised the bar. And the bar keeps going up, but Lamar Jackson's value is going down. So there's this big, you know, yeah. gap between them that continues to grow as quarterbacks get paid more money and Lamar Jackson performs, you know, uh, lower every year. Yeah, I wouldn't say terribly. I, 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 you make a lot of great points in that, and Ginger actually like agrees with you. The Colts should trade our pick and next year's first to go all out for Lamar, then lock him up. We spend money on linebackers and a shit O line, so why not a good QB? I, you know, that, that's a good, that's a great idea. And like you said, he's worth that much to the Colts who, like you said, have been, who have had garbage quarterbacks the last four years. Um, in terms of like, will the, I, I, for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, like you said, the, the absolute lowest value right now is that's where Lamar Jackson's at. Um, the thing is, I still think if the Ravens don't pay him, man, it's going to be a tough go to be a Ravens fan. Um, and I, I just, I don't know. I don't know what to think because if, if we do it where kind of like what Jin just said, if they trade him to the Colts, they get their fourth pick, right? Or third pick, whatever the Colts are, fourth, fifth. Um, now the Ravens are in, are in the market for quarterback. Do they trade up with the Bears? Do they, you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden all these wheels start turning. I still think he's 24, 25, 26 years old, whatever, however old Lamar Jackson is. 
second unanimous MVP next to Brady. Um, his 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 values at an all time low, like we were saying, but his ceiling is still so high. It is still very high. He's he can run the ball. He can pass the ball. It's like Booby Miles, right? Like he can run <laughs> and, and he can he pass. And he can pass. <laughs> he could he could cook. He could cook a dinner for you yeah. in an hour. All sorts and of paint shit. Your right? neighbor's fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just I I that's what I think. If the Ravens don't pay him, they're missing out on a generational talent. Um, but again, you got guys like Ginger who is, who's a Colts fan. Who's like, dude, let's trade for him. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what the money is. Let's trade for, for Lamar Jackson because he is worth it to me. Um, there's a, meant, sorry, I was going to say there's a, there's a poll right now. If you're the Ravens, would you give Lamar Jackson Deshaun Watson's contract five years, 230 fully guaranteed mm-hmm. 39% of the people said yes. 61 said no. Wow, um, but there's only been 271 votes. So okay, so we'll wait until that gets into the thousands because when you look at it too, if it's five years, 230, and you look at what Mahomes just got, you kind of are looking at what Josh Allen will get. You're kind of wondering what Joe Burrow's going to get. That I think that's relatively cheap for a former MVP quarterback. I think that's relatively cheap for what did Mahomes get five hundred million for the for ten years? That's basically that's a good still deal. more than yeah mm-hmm. that's still more than half of what or sorry that's less than half years and money that you have to pay Lamar. Yeah, he's the fifth. He has the fifth best contract. Yeah, of I, quarterbacks. I, I just I. I think if you're the the Ravens, I think it's kind of dumb not to to pay that pay him. The guaranteed money obviously is is like that thing where it's like, okay, dude, we, we're going to give you basically half of Mahomes' contract, but we were only going to guarantee you 133, which was more than Kyler and which was more than Wilson. Technically, yeah. Technically, if we're talking guaranteed money, it was more than that. I think they're going to miss out uh, as far as like the Justin Fields stuff. Like, I really hope they don't trade for Lamar. I want Justin Fields in Chicago forever and ever and ever and ever. I think I think also I what about like 4 years 160 million. Well the the cuz the problem is that's what Dak Prescott makes and I would rather have Lamar Jackson than Dak Prescott. Yeah. You know, any day of the week. So it's just it it's I I think they they will miss out. If Lamar Jackson goes somewhere else, he's going to be good somewhere else. And you look at the, their ability to score 40 points and then and then when he got injured in the Broncos game they didn't score more than like 12 points in like five straight games and it was like wow yeah. he really is like the entire offense for the Ravens um so it makes you wonder like mm-hmm. what I don't know I I'm, I'm a little torn like part of me is like his value is low right now but I also feel like he might be the heart and soul of the Ravens. Like when, yeah. when he's gone, yeah. Do you, if you thought Tyler Humphrey, which I did last season, I thought he could come in and do what Lamar Jackson does because of how well he played in 2020. Um, and then that just wasn't true. That wasn't the case because mm-hmm. he came in and couldn't score a lot of points. But that's why I feel like they just have to like have this conversation. Are you paying me or not? Here's my number. It's written down on paper. 
yes or no and if it's no can you tell me about it because i want to you know go sign with the colts i want to go yeah. sign with somebody else and the yep. fact that they haven't done that it's just weird that he's negotiating all by himself and has no agent you know what i mean because an agent yeah. is it's like going to going to court with no lawyer you know it's like even if you didn't do anything wrong you're going to get you know all the wrong side of of the verdicts because you didn't have a lawyer it, it, and 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 that's one of the like you said it yourself he does not have an agent he is he is negotiating with himself uh, himself or his mom is whatever the the case yeah. may be now that's just a shitty thing to do with your employer man it, you know it works for people like us who were like hey I can't afford an agent. You'd never work with agents. Then that makes sense. We're talking about millions of dollars, years, performance, uh, uh, a money maker like the NFL. You need a fucking agent. And real quick before we we go on, uh, Bill is in the chat. Bill, cheers. He said he's just finished work and he's cracking his first white claw. Love to hear it. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, so that's just that's that's huge for Lamar, man. It's just it's rough to be in his position. Um, I, I, I just, again, I, I think if the Ravens and, and actually Ginger makes a good point. If you know, your quarterback is injury prone, you need a decent backup, not a Huntley, right? Yeah. I think you I pay thought him. Huntley was decent. I, I, he is, but like, I don't think he's a game manager. He's more like, Hey, mm-hmm. we're going to do Lamar's offense with you instead of like, all right, here are the basic routes to get you to to get this game into uh to keep this game where we're at right yeah uh, like whether it be a win or like keep it keep it close at least like hey we're this drive is to go get a field goal if you can do this we get points on the board and that's all we need you to do um i think they i think they have, i think at the end of the day you have to pay lamar if you're the ravens yeah because here's also what you don't want to happen he goes to the colts and let's say because which as long as you have john harbaugh you're always going to be, you know, competitive. I don't think yeah. the Ravens yep. would roll over. It would be like, um, it wouldn't even be as bad as I think the Saints when they lost Drew Brees. Like, I think the Ravens yeah. would still find a way to win because of how good of a coach John Harbaugh is. But at the same time, now you have to see the Colts in the AFC Championship game. It's like, it may yeah. be, it may be not so much about them wanting Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. but not wanting Lamar Jackson to get in the way of them yes. on the way to a Super Bowl. Yes. So exactly. that's another because, reason to sign him. Because not only do you miss out on like if he balls out and he's like this better star, you have to see that guy in the same conference in yeah. what you were expecting to be a playoff game. Like you said, you see a you if you see Lamar Jackson, a quarterback that you had in the palm of your hand and you just let go, uh and then now he's beating you in an AFC divisional round or a wild card round or something like that. Then you're just like double fucked. You know what I yeah. mean? Then it just hurts even more. So God, yeah, God forbid Kenny Pickett gets traded for Lamar Jackson and like three <laughs> first round picks. And then all of a sudden Lamar's in a Steelers uniform. Don't tell into- Liam that. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking loves Pickett. Um, all right, so I, I we'll, we'll we'll find out what it is. It's going to be a long offseason, I think, for these guys. You know, the first two quarterbacks we're talking about is Aaron Rodgers and, and Lamar Jackson, two guys who are controversial in their own way, and are obviously dealing with it with with just a conundrum. I think this offseason. Um, and real quick, quick little plug for Star Six Media. Thank you guys for joining us here, not only in the chat but listening. 
Uh, we are brought to you by Star Six Media. So go listen to all of our podcasts. Go check out all of our live streams, all of the videos that we put up here at Only Football. Um, and go check out Star Six Media on Instagram at Star Six Media. We finally got over 100 followers on Instagram. So, you know, good for Thanks, us. Guys. Yeah. Um, again, part of being uh, uh, following us on Instagram is getting to see our schedule uh, on there for all the shows. We're going to be coming up with a new one here soon. So stay tuned for that. Let's move oh, on. Oh, yeah. Sorry, One go ahead. last thing. One last thing. Roquan Smith was the highest paid middle linebacker in the league, and he didn't have an agent. That's Yep, that's right. And the Ravens just paid him. The Ravens are just like, yeah, we're going to give you yeah. your – No, I think it was $100 million for five years. Yeah, he was the highest paid middle linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like over a five-year period, like $20 million. So that's really confusing too, right? Like why why not pay Lamar? Yeah, it – there's a lot of it that doesn't make sense, but also it may be that Lamar has just, it, you know, in the beginning it was like a little friction, no big deal, but it may have gotten to a point where even if they do pay him, there's mm-hmm. always going to be, it's like, you know, somebody cheats on you and you decide, you know, Hey, I still want to be with you, but there's always a little bit of resentment that you can't yeah. get over. Yeah. It's like if the Ravens, you know, would they be able to let bygones be bygones at this point? Or have they crossed into, I think that moment that Roquan Smith signed that it may have crossed into, you know, this, this unrepairable, you know, mm-hmm. zone here that Lamar might be in. And it just might be time to go somewhere else. But yeah. I do think Lamar Jackson is a Raven. Like it just, I can't see him in any other uniform, Me neither. you know? Me Even neither. though he hasn't been there for a long time, it just seems it feels weird right. that he would. Yeah, it feels right. Yeah, it feels right. Um, all right, let's move on to the third quarterback. Someone that Bill is actually going to be excited we're talking about. Daniel Jones. 45. Danny Jones. Is he a $45 million QB, Kyle? Because when he switched <laughs> over to agencies, he went from CAA to Athletes First Agency. And that move has reportedly precipitated him seeking a deal worth as much as $45 million per year. Now, Bill just said, I've got my own problems here. I think $190 million for five years gets it done. Kyle, is Daniel Jones a $45 million quarterback? No. No, he's not. One season. Um, It's one season that he did really well. Yeah, one season. I think there was something like he threw, I don't know if it's 320 or 230. Mm-hmm. Threw over that many yards, like only twice, and also yeah. came in with like all these restrictions. Like you know, they didn't trust him to make big throws because they didn't want him to turn the ball over. And then towards the end of the season, they're like, "Hey, let's just let it let it rip and see what there is there. Maybe there's yeah. some potential there." And then they did like what they saw. And I understand Daniel Jones trying to you know get a contract done when his value's at his highest. That's yeah. what a, an agent should be doing. But at mm-hmm. the same time, just because they're doing all the right things at the right time doesn't mean it makes any sense to the people that are in the organization. So yep. I, I think it makes sense what he's doing. And as far as negotiating, this is hopefully not a realistic thing, but this is just one of those times where you put out a number so high that a compromise still feels like an overpay. Yeah, I was um, going to say that it's, it's you're overachieving on the number. And you land at a number where you're just like, I didn't expect to get that. Fuck yeah, Yeah. sign that. (laughs) So, yeah, I just, I don't, I think Daniel Jones is, if he 
let's say he plays next season like he played in the playoffs against the Vikings, but he kind of maintains that throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. I think then he could ask maybe for that kind of money. If he had, you know, every game he's thrown three touchdown passes. He's a threat running the ball. He made really good reads. That Vikings game, he looked like a franchise quarterback. And I yeah. said, okay, the Giants have themselves a franchise quarterback. But also having a young quarterback also puts you in a Super Bowl window because now you can pay pieces and DeAndre Hopkins and Odell Beckham and you can start doing things. Mm-hmm. Well, if he asks for $45 million a year, it kind of defeats the whole purpose of having a window, you know, yeah. and, and that's that's just the truth. I mean, Joe Burrow, they were able to bring so much talent in because all of their players that are really good you can think of are in rookie contracts. Mm-hmm. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow um, himself, yeah. It's So it, I don't know what his initial contract was. It was probably for four years, and this was I think this will be his fifth year mm-hmm. because I think they declined his two-year option or something like that. Mm-hmm. So – they declined it so that at the end of the season, if he sucked, they could back out. Well, the Giants kind of screwed themselves too because if they would have, you know, accepted that option, two-year option, they wouldn't like they wanted a way that they could get out easily if he sucked. But yeah, yeah. they were betting on that to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that that didn't happen, they're like, so what do we do now? You yeah, know, do we, exactly. Do we have, and Daniel Jones. I mean, I just don't know if there's even a team in the entire league that would pay him $45 million a year. And this is why off-season negotiation is so fun to talk about is because you just hear the most off-the-wall shit. You know what I mean? Like, Daniel Jones wants $45 million. I'm like, that's what Lamar Jackson wants, and we don't even know if Lamar Jackson was worth that. Now Daniel Jones comes out. It's like, shut up. Go back to your room. (laughs) That's more than – Patrick Mahomes is getting Josh Allen is getting well that's like what Mahomes is getting yeah and it's just like what and I I remember reading that and just kind of like 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 literally like opening my eyes as wide as they can and I'm like there's no way Daniel Jones gets that now yeah they can franchise tag him and he can make 32 about 32 and a half million dollars per year um, to $35 million if he can cash in on you know his 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 great year that he had I think I really think the Giants are going to franchise tag him and just call it a day after that. I, I I really can't see them, and even though Bill said that right, one ninety for five years, I can't see that being something that that, that the Giants do with a quarterback who's had one good year. Now look, the the year that he had a really good year, had out like of four good games, not even yeah, one good year, not even an entire year, really. Let's call it what it is, right? Like he had a select few good games. We had Dabble in there. Yeah, we had Dabble. We had Dabble in there his first year with Dana Jones, and they both exceeded expectations. So can you look at that and really just be like, yeah, yeah, let's let's have him as our long-term answer when in, when also you're also looking at a Saquon contract that you also have to be able to to pay Saquon because let's be honest, Saquon's the best offensive threat you got. A lot of people after that injury thought Saquon's done. Saquon, like it's over. Like Saquon is 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 not going to be the same running back anymore. Now you have to pay Saquon. Do you pay Saquon or do you pay Daniel Jones? Can you pay both? And if you pay both, what are you looking at at a contract? Are you looking at one hundred ninety million dollars, like Bill's saying? And what are you paying Saquon? 
do you pay a running back anymore? Like, do you, like nobody pays running backs anymore, right? Like, yeah. Like, so, so what? Me and me and Bill talked about that last week. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I, I just, I, I don't know now. I, I, I think they franchise tag Daniel Jones, and I do think they they sign Saquon. They're going to sign him for a ridiculous amount of money, I think, um, because again. We have to stick true to what we say, right? You don't pay running backs in this league anymore. You can just draft a guy, and he's the next up. That's how it goes. Um, but I think they franchise tag Daniel Jones. I don't think they give him a long-term answer. I, I don't think they give him a long-term contract. Sorry. Yeah, and you look at – we pulled up, like, the highest-paid running backs, and it was, like, Ezekiel Elliott. And it's like, Ezekiel Elliott, was he had such a bad season. His longest rush of the entire year was 29 yards. That is not – Wow. You know, and then there was uh, a lot of other quarter running backs that were just really high on the list. But the number that Saquon Barkley at this point re-signing, he would be up there with the highest paid running backs for sure. He would be mm-hmm. in that top one too. And Christian McCaffrey's the only one that I could see being highly paid is because he 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 can line up as a receiver. Um he just like does so much for for his team. Zeke Elliott doesn't do what CMC does for the 49ers for the Cowboys. Yeah. And he's not even the best running back on their team. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> Saquon Barkley <laughs> won a lot of football games for the Giants. Yeah. Just him all by himself because people, you know, they weren't game planning of the vintage Saquon Barkley. So they kept winning and then teams were like, let's just shut down the running back. And then eventually Daniel Jones could throw. I really do think I totally agree with you. You have to keep both of these guys. So mm-hmm. I think what they should do is they should sign Saquon Barkley. I think they should sign him to a a, a four-year deal because I don't think running backs should get deals more than four years uh, just because the, you know, the tread on the tires. Yeah. You need to reevaluate probably every four years what, what a guy is worth. Like look at Ezekiel Elliott. If they could, re, you know, they're going to reevaluate that this season. And I don't think that they're going to keep him or his mm-hmm. contract. So I think they have to do that. And then franchise, there's two franchise tags. There's an exclusive franchise tag where mm-hmm. other teams can't come in and trade for you. Mm-hmm. So that would like protect a player. And then there's like a cheaper franchise tag where other teams can negotiate with you. But you pay like, I think it's like 12 million 12 million less. Yeah. I would do that one. I wouldn't even exclusively franchise tag Daniel mm-hmm. Jones. I would be like, Hey, if somebody wants to come in and pay you 45 million a year, then so be it. But not only will We're that not, not happen. <laughs> yeah. Not only will that not happen, but maybe if we franchise tag you in that way, you'll understand that no team would have signed you for that deal. It's not a giant yeah. thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the NFL kind of agrees. You're not worth 45 million. And, I think you got to at least have one season of like you got to play like Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers and yeah and if you can't do that then you don't get to make that money like it's just silly that we even have to have this conversation almost I w- I would even I would even say if you can play like Josh Allen for a year because Josh Allen can run he can run probably just as good as Jones can or Jones is just as good as Allen can if you could play like Josh Allen for a year now we're talking, right? Like now we're talking big bucks. Like now we're talking franchise quarterback status. If you can play like him for a year, then yeah, let's do it. And and Bill Bill's got an answer right here. He said, "We play him on a tag. 
he doesn't do as well since this season has a harder schedule and he loses value and we tag him again for $38 million again next year. Those are, that's definitely an option because like you said, not only are you going to franchise tag him and, and on the cheaper one to prove to him that, look, no team is going to want to trade for you, give you that extra $12 million and extend you as a franchise quarterback for $45 million. There's no way that happens. And they're trying to prove it to him. And he's also trying to prove that, hey, I deserve that $45 million a year. Um, so I, I think the franchise tag, while it sucks because, yeah, you got to play for this team and you don't necessarily have a deal, you're kind of, why not bet on yourself? That's the best thing I think you can do in the NFL. You know, you have all these people doing it. And I, like I said earlier, usually it works out on the players, player side. Like there are some times where it doesn't, and that's just cause that player just kind of sucks at the end of it, you know, but you know, in Daniel Jones's case, if he, like I said, if he plays like, like, uh, like, um, Josh Allen, there's going to be teams coming for him for sure. Yeah. And a lot of, a lot of these negotiations seem like we're against the player. You know what I mean? The Lamar Jackson, the danger, danger. But the reality is the t- the, the t- players that are actually worth that money, they don't work. They don't get in a negotiation. Like Mahomes was in what his contract yeah. talk for like you know a month, and they were hashing out. Okay, is it half a billion? Okay, sure. Half a billion. Here you go. Okay, cool. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. there's no questions to be asked. So yeah. like normally, the reason it seems like we're like always like I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it is because the fact that the negotiations happening mm-hmm. is a is you know we're all thinking the same thing. You're not worth forty five million dollars. Yeah. And and the fact is, there's only maybe three quarterbacks in the league that are, and and you're not on that list. Like, yeah. are you Joe Burrow? Do you bring yeah. the value Joe Burrow brings to the Bengals to the Giants? Absolutely not. Nope. You you're you're still like even if you have a great year next year, you're not even one year away from that. You're a couple years. Like, can you go to the AFC or NFC Championship game back to back? That's what this guy's doing. Mahomes is doing that. Okay, there's your second guy. And then Josh Allen probably is the the third guy that's like, yeah, he's definitely worth that kind of money. And now Jalen Hurts is in that mix. But it just feels like, yeah, it just feels like he's like, I don't know if he's drinking, what, you know, it's the off season. He's gone into his parents' liquor cabinet. Yeah, I don't don't know what the deal is, man. But that's Uh, not it. That's not it. It's not it. So we will see. Obviously, Bill's going to be following this very, very uh, closely. Uh, Bill, hopefully your Giants can, you know, make a move for Daniel Jones. But like you said, in a reasonable way, uh, you know, that they're able to sign him because he, he did yeah. look good last year for a few games. Imagine but, being the owner and waking up to that. You're like, <laughs> four million or five million. No, 45. Yeah. <laughs> And like Kyle said, as fans, we're not necessarily like, don't pay this fucking guy. We want the players to get paid because owners make a ton more money from the NFL than the players do. We're not saying that. What we're saying is like the market. The market is not there for Daniel Jones. The market is definitely not there for Daniel Jones. Another thing, are because of the market and the prices that are paid to quarterbacks, if you pay a guy who does not turn out to be a franchise quarterback for your team, you're handicapping your team for a long time. And as fans, we want to see playoffs. We want to see Super Bowls. We want to see franchise players. We want to see uh, consistency. Like, that's a lot of shit that you are 
handicapping for a team. And as a fan, you don't want to see it. Again, you, don't, you just don't want to see it. Um, but let's move on now to another player because this has already been a very busy offseason. Bobby Wagner and the Rams have parted ways. And that was after one year on his five-year, $50 million deal. Um, and just to kind of <laughs> – sorry, I'm talking through burps. Uh, <laughs> we're sold. Um, just, to, just to give you a, a quick little snapshot of Wagner's year. 32-year-old Bobby Wagner posted 140 total tackles, uh, 10 tackles for loss, six sacks, which is a career high. That's Five really passes defended in two interceptions while playing all 17 games. He earned himself second all-team All-Pro honors. It was his ninth straight year making an All-Pro team. Um, and he was the top linebacker, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, uh, for that NFL season. So yeah. I don't know. This is more of a cap move for the, for the Rams because they're not going to give a 32-year-old Bobby Wagner that much money when they are – deep in the red here um and wagner capitalizing on his great year which he played all 17 games like it said uh wants to maybe can either get more money or will play for a uh, contender you know this season what do you think about the move kyle i think it makes a lot of sense like the whole f them picks thing and it's like bringing in bobby it's wagner coming back it was yeah it was all about Let's win another Super Bowl. Let's do it this year. Yeah. So the fact is they weren't able to do that. And Bobby Wagner, I don't know if you mentioned it in his stats, he didn't miss a single snap. He he mm-hmm. played all 17 games. Mm-hmm. And you got to think, okay, so what is the value this person is bringing to our team versus the value that we're paying, okay? Mm-hmm. And obviously Bobby Wagner is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and he is worth what he's being paid. But is he worth that to a team? Going back to is he is your are you worth that to the team though? The Rams didn't win a lot of games, and you didn't miss a single one. So mm-hmm. that means you're not the thing that's you know taking them over the top. You're not yeah. that. It's one thing to add an extra piece, and it's like we're adding Bobby Wagner. We're going to be so good, right? And yeah. there's plenty of teams that could probably say, look, we have a really young linebacker core. If we added Bobby Wagner, I think the Broncos might maybe make a move for him. Ooh. It's like if you can add to a like what the Ravens did, they had a good defense, added Roquan Smith. It's like mm-hmm. those are the moves, the Bradley Chubb to the, the Dolphins. Yep. But in the Rams position, it's like we need a lot of different positions right now. And having a great linebacker is it's like having a really nice sports car outside of a bad home. It's like, let's, <laughs> yeah. let's, let's Did like, you need let's that. Make, yeah. It's like, let's make yeah. this make sense here. Let's get rid of Bobby Wagner, free up the cap because we could sign maybe three or four players and get some draft capital. Oh mm-hmm. no. Cause they released him. Forget about that. Yeah. But yeah. we could sign four players and improve, you know, our defensive ends improve a cornerback position improve a strong safety and get a linebacker he won't be as good as you bobby but he will be all these collective pieces together will Mm -hmm. perform you know better defensively than just having bobby wagner on our team and and they might be younger they might have a higher ceiling they might be there longer for cheaper too so like you said all things to think about as well as the cap space that they clear up because of the fuck them picks mentality yeah yeah and 
I, I mentioned the, the Broncos because last year when Seattle released Bobby Wagner and Russell Wilson or uh, traded them like on the same day, mm-hmm. um, there were like the only two pieces left on the team from the Legion of Boom. And Russ was tweeting out like, we want Bobby Wagner or whatever, mm-hmm. trying to get him to come to Denver. And you know Sean Payton's trying to make his big splash. So that's something I'm looking out for. But that I just think it makes a lot of sense to have a guy like that on your team. And I think there's going to be teams lining up to pay him what the Rams were paying him. And they just, it was probably mutual. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of teams keep going to LA and players are like, for whatever reason, they, they just don't like it. And I think part Mm -hmm. of it is that LA is such a big market that Mm -hmm. it's like when the Lakers won the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? There's so much going on that it was just the like, Lakers won the Super Bowl. I mean, the Lakers won the, <laughs> the NBA championship game, right? The I missed Ra- that. <laughs> the Rams won the Super Bowl, and yeah. it was just like not. It's not like a huge deal, like it is like when you know the the Chiefs win it. The whole town shuts down for the yeah. parade. I'm sure they would have had a parade, but football is not the most important thing to LA. Von yeah. Miller does only half a season in LA, and he's like, I'm not home. He makes specific comments mm-hmm. like, I don't feel like I'm at home here because some of these guys like Bobby Wagner also playing for Seattle, they know what it's like to be, you know, football is so important to, you know, my town that I play for. Yes, yes. And I think sometimes people just need to be in a town like that to feel like they're at home because mm-hmm. that's what they grew up you know, on like, oh, in college, I was walking down the hallway and everybody was like, it was such a big deal. And then I got to LA and it was like, hey, there's a lot of adults doing a lot of different things. There's tech space. There's just so many different worlds. And, you know, I can go to the grocery store and I don't, you know, see people wearing my jersey and stuff like that, you know, and it's it's not the same. It just doesn't hit the same. No. Yeah. So I do think this could have just been like a mutual thing where both parties, you know, would Mm -hmm probably prefer this so um i i definitely don't know why bobby wagner would have signed that big of a deal i think it was a four-year 50 million or something no five-year five 50 yep five-year 50 if there was going to be a release at the end of one year that lets me to believe a little bit that this bobby had something to say too about you know his contract and staying in la and I think it, I think it was mostly too, or it, maybe it was like what you said in the beginning, let's go out and try to win another championship, right? They still have a lot of players from that core team when they won the Super Bowl. So Bobby Wagner is like, this is probably one of my better chances to, to win another Super Bowl. Obviously it didn't go that way, but he was able to show that I am still a very valuable uh, linebacker and I will go to a team where I can be valuable, like you said, they pick up if a team picks up Bobby Wagner, like a a championship ready team is ready to pick up Bobby Wagner. That's just another piece added to a already like ready to win team, right? So that might be the reason. And and also it was, I don't know, man. I just again the fuck them picks theory. It's just come back to bite him in the ass. I know when we first started this show, I was very much about it. Like I will absolutely take a win a Super Bowl win once every decade if it means I get to see. And in a, and in in a, in a small way I still believe that, but you're in hell. You're in football <laughs> yeah. hell for a long time, right? So yeah. maybe there's a reason why uh franchises don't go this way. So 
Um, where do you think where, who who could you see? What team could you see picking up uh, Bobby Wagner? Um, and real quick, we talk about Bobby Wagner being like the best linebacker in the NFL. Yeah. And you saw his deal five year 50. So that mm-hmm. just shows you like how much money 240 million is for five years. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. It's like, it, it's an absurd amount of money. So that's why Daniel Jones, that's why we're going to have to say no. Um, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. But, sorry, buddy. Um, okay. So I think, I think the Bengals would be a good spot. I think they just need one more, like, just dog on defense to just yeah, yeah. really, like, our defense is just as good as our offense. That I think that would make the Bengals, honestly, they would be probably my Super Bowl favorite mm-hmm. if they could get a guy like Bobby Wagner on their team. Um, Chiefs, are, Chiefs would be a good team, too. I think the Chiefs, but I also don't know if the Chiefs, after winning a Super Bowl – feel like they need to do this to win a Super Bowl. (laughs) Good point. Good point. Yeah, good point. I think Minnesota should probably pick up the phone and start dialing, as Wolf of Wall Street would say. Um, (laughs) Pick up the phone, start dialing. I think the Bears, too. I think the Bears are needing a real veteran leader. Roquan Mm -hmm. Smith is gone. Mm -hmm. Um it would be kind of weird, though. It's like they wouldn't pay Roquan, but then they pay Bobby Wagner. I don't well, know. If we're pay- it, even if we're doing the same deal that LA did from last offseason, that's $50 million that we're saving not paying Roquan. Technically, yeah. right? Because it's, it's literally half of what Roquan wanted. So fuck that. But yeah, no, uh, veteran leadership on the Bears defense would be huge. So I agree with that for sure. I And I think they will restructure because if they would have traded him, then I think the team kind of takes on that contract, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. he released him. So I don't know how that works. Like if somebody picks him up, do they have to yeah. make their own contract or do they have to honor the contract he's currently under or is it totally void? I no, don't... I, think it's, I think it's totally void at that point <clears throat> because the Rams at this point are really just trying to make some space on their cap, and that's, re- that's really it. Um, Jinja has a good comment here. Kyle. What is up with you still having that Christmas tree in the back? <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you guys know or not, but this entire tree has Broncos ornaments. Like every ornament on it is a It's a part Broncos of only team. football now. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a part of the show. Yeah. Uh I thought about it taking it down because I didn't want people to think that our episodes were old. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But I can't. It, it <laughs> we just, can't do it. Yeah. Unless you uh, guys start a petition, <laughs> I'll keep it there. Um, good uh, question, though. All right. Let's move on to a couple of staff hirings. The first one and biggest one, Kyle, Eric Bieniemy is now the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders. He is going to be working under uh god what is what is his name? I never I never know. Uh, Ron Rivera. Ron okay. Rivera as a offensive coordinator uh for the Washington Commanders. He um the I don't know what to think of this hire and honestly it's probably on both sides. Because I think Washington 
comes out on top of this deal no matter what. They got somebody who has had multiple interviews for a head coach, has won two Super Bowls under the Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes regime, right? Um, and to be fair, this is going to be the first time that Eric Bieniemy actually calls plays because in Kansas City, yeah. Andy Reid was a play caller. He was the one, you know, giving the the the, the, yes. the offense to Patrick Mahomes. So this is going to be a huge test for Eric Bieniemy, and that's why I think Washington comes out on top because Washington has been an offense that has never gone above, I think, number sixteen overall in the NFL for a really long time, or at least as long as Ron Rivera has been a coach. Um, so this is a good test for Eric Bieniemy, and you take somewhat of a low risk for a possible high reward and Super Bowl experience as a Washington Commanders. You you are able to bring that into the organization. Dan Snyder's trying to sell the team. You've got um you've got a couple of good offensive talent uh talented people there. Um god, what's his name? The receiver that they just signed or extended there. Um, um McLaurin. I what his name? Yeah, Terry, Scary Terry, that to us. Scary Terry McLaurin. You got Sam Howell who's probably going to be QB1. Uh, because I think uh, Heineke is no. going into. I think Heineke is going into free agency. Sam Howell will not be QB one when I season think starts. So we'll see. Well, that's a whole different conversation. But we're talking about the enemy. Um, what do you think of this hire, Kyle? After all the interviews the enemy's had, he's lost out on head coaching jobs for a long time. What do you think of this uh, this hiring by Washington? Uh, I think I think it's the natural progression for, um. Okay, so I, I, it's tough. It's tough mm-hmm. because I don't know yet because Eric Bieniemy hasn't called plays. Mm-hmm. And as an offensive coordinator, I do think that that's a really important part of your job. You also have to be really good with people, but you can't be good at people and bad at play calling. Then you're just mm-hmm. Nathaniel Hackett. Everybody loved Nathaniel Hackett. But here's the thing. In Green Bay, Matt LaFleur called the offensive plays, and Nathaniel Hackett didn't. And we made Nathaniel Hackett our head coach. And you saw what happened. So mm-hmm. it can be very hit or miss. But I do think being on a Super Bowl team, um, your value is worth you, your career deserves to progress. Now, I don't I don't think it deserves at this point to be head coach caliber. You have to call plays and be successful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think Washington said, you know what? He's been around Andy Reid. And that's the part that I totally agree with and I would take the chance because sometimes it's not so much about what you're doing, but it's where you are and who around you is doing. You Mm -hmm. learn to adapt good habits when you're around good people. You learn how to speak to people when you're around good communicators. Mm -hmm. And that's why all the time Tom Brady got injured the backups would come in and then get deals, you know, Matt Castle and Jimmy Garoppolo. It's because they were learning how to, you know, not even intentionally. I don't even think it's something you have to try. If you're just around Tom Brady, you know, you're going to start walking and throwing and, and reading defenses the way Tom Brady does. Mm -hmm. And in Eric Bieniemy's, you know, perspective, he's been, you know, close up with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. And now here's the here's the hurdle, though. There's no Andy Reid in Washington, and there's no Patrick Mahomes in Washington. So now, can Eric be enemy with just being around those kind of people? Will that be enough 
uh, to, you know, actually make a significant difference without having a quarterback. And we said, Sam Howell, will yep. it be effective? In and to me, that's where I lose. That's where I get lost. It's like, it makes sense if these other pieces are together, which the commanders do not have. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be tricky, but I do think he knew if he was going to be a head coach, he would have to call plays and Andy Reid's not going to give up calling plays, but just me being around them and winning the Super Bowl has made my value high enough where I can take that next step. And if I do succeed at that, I'll become a head coach. It makes perfect sense that he would do it. But I do think until they get the quarterback situation figured out, it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's a good intended hire, but Mm -hmm. I just think it'll fall short without the league's most important position figured out. Yeah, and to your point, I think that's why the enemy is not a head coach right now is because he wasn't calling plays in Kansas City. Was he a big part of the offense? Sure, Andy Reid can say that. Uh, do we know that? No, we don't. Eric Bieniemy and, and and Andy Reid are the only guys that know if Eric Bieniemy was a huge part of that offense, which it seems like he was. Um, but that devalued him as a head coaching candidate. And that's why I think, like you said, it's almost like the natural progression. The next step is to be an offensive coordinator who who goes into a team who play who calls plays and can establish himself as a play caller, like you said, because you see head coaches calling plays, whether it be on defense or offense, and they're able to do both head coaching and coordinator positions. So you need to be able to juggle those two positions if need be, and that's probably why Eric Bieniemy is not a coach today. Now, like I said. I think Washington gets the better of this deal because they are kind of taking somewhat of a small risk for a possible big reward. And one other thing, as we have Kenny Miller, cheers, Kenny. Thanks for joining the stream. He's saying Rivera for one more year. Now that brings up a a question for me is if Rivera is working as a head coach this season, the entire season, maybe they don't have a great year but the offense is is doing really well under Bienemy. Does Bienemy take the head coaching job? Is this a possibility? Is this like a small stepping stone for Bienemy in a sense where it's like Rivera does not seem to want to coach the Commanders anymore. But if somehow Bienemy can prove himself as an offensive coordinator, he'll get the head coaching position when Rivera eventually exits or gets fired. Yeah, I think anytime you have an an organization that keeps head coaches for a really long time. Jacksonville was known for it until urban Meyer, the Cowboys are, Mm -hmm. you know, that way. Um, And here are the commanders with, with the same kind of philosophy. I think those guys are more likely to promote within their organization than teams that hire and fire really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, So I do think, this could be, I mean, they asked him about that and he said, I like to be in the present. I don't like to think about that kind of stuff, yeah. which is the right approach. Like, It's the right he, way to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's definitely something that he think he's thought about, you know, but it's not something he's going to talk about because it's just natural to think about it. But it's also important that he's just a good coordinator first. Mm-hmm. And I think if he can go there and for one year, you know, put up, Let's say they're top 14 in offense, mm-hmm. whether it's running, passing, total yards. I think then he could um, move into being the head coach, and I think he would. 
And another way of looking at it, too, is if they fire Ron Rivera in the middle of the year, all of a sudden, Biennemi is the interim. And now, yeah. if he's he's able to orchestrate a good rest of the season where he's the, the interim head coach, you may as well make him head coach. He's interviewed so many fucking times. May as well give it to him, right? Yeah, um, I think he would. I think he would get yeah, it. Yeah, so we will see about Eric Biennemi. But so far, he is the offensive coordinator for the Washington Commanders, and we will have that conversation on whether – Howell or maybe Lamar Jackson will be that quarterback in Washington. Wow. <laughs> I knew it was going to get you with that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to something that Kyle, I don't know if you're excited or not, but Vance Joseph makes his return to Denver as the Denver defensive coordinator. Um, there was talk about um, Vic Fangio coming back. But he went on to Miami to be their defensive coordinator. But you get a former head coach, defensive-minded guy, back in Denver. Kyle, I'm going to just throw it to you. You're the Denver Broncos fan. What do you think about this move? Yeah, so I I like it and I don't like it. I did, the only reason I didn't like it is because I wanted Rex Ryan. Mm-hmm. But it depends. Like if Rex Ryan turned down the Broncos, then I like it more. Yeah. But if Rex Ryan was an option and we went with Vance Joseph, then I I don't like it. Um, I do think Sean Payton wanted a defensive coordinator that is aggressive. If you look at the people that he interviewed, Rex Ryan, Vance Joseph, they run an attacking 3-4 defense, a lot of blitz packages. And that's what he's going to get with Vance Joseph. Vance Joseph was a good enough defensive coordinator for mm-hmm. the Denver Broncos to want to make him a head coach. Okay, so at some point, they saw something in him that was, you know, worthy of being a head coach. And sometimes it's hard to get somebody when once they're a head coach to go back to being a coordinator, let alone do it for the same team they were the head coach for. Yeah. Um, So that tells me that there's really two reasons that Vance took this job. Um, And he also interviewed with Philly for their defensive coordinator spot. So he had an option to go to Philly and he wanted to, you know, I don't know if Philly offered him a contract, but the fact that they interviewed him, there was interest there. Um, and the Broncos, I think they, uh, they just thought, look, Vance Joseph, will you be interested in taking this job? And the reason he said, yeah, was because number one, the Broncos have a really good defense, right? That's really important. Like Arizona, he didn't have much to work with over there. Like it was, I mean, you have Patrick Sertan, who might be the best cornerback in the league, but he's mm-hmm. definitely top three. Um, oh, and yeah. then you have Justin Simmons, who will be the leader, who already played for Vance Joseph as a head coach. Um, and there's just a lot to love as far as personnel goes. And then Sean Payton, you know, I don't think he takes this job unless he is in absolute love with Sean Payton. And I think that he just really trusts Sean Payton. And I think we should too, as a fan base. So I like it just because it is a big name, especially Mm -hmm. around, um, around Denver. I watched the HBO hard knocks thing. And I remember thinking, man, Vance Joseph is actually a really good dude. Like he would walk with his players into work. Like at 5am, they would park like a mile away from the stadium and walk like with, with the defense and just talk and, he was showing like his uh, his house off on one of the episodes, like his oh, actual wow. home in Arizona, and yeah. he was like 
this is my first game ball, like as a Denver Bronco. I'm always going to be grateful for my time there. Like, so I watched that episode. And I was like, wow. It's like, you know, that's, it's just that's nice cool. to see. Yeah. And I could tell like his family and his wife was there and she was like, oh yeah, we love, you know, Denver. And they, it was like, like it didn't end nasty, you know, <laughs> like yeah, it didn't yeah. end in someone being fired, which it did, but he, <laughs> they handled it really yeah. well. And, yeah. uh, so I, I'm not surprised that that door stayed open after seeing them uh, kind of talk about Denver in that light. But I also, I think that Rex Ryan would have been a better option. So um, I don't know. I just, I if as long as we don't regress, I think I like it. But mm-hmm. um, I just don't want to see us go, you know, to like 16th defense, like bottom yeah. half of the league, like then um but sean payton you know what i mean like he's making the decisions right now he's putting his staff together he interviewed people that have been out of you know in retirement for 10 years he interviewed um you know vic bangio and i just have to believe that sean payton knows what he's doing he knows Mm -hmm. what he's looking for and he he pulled the trigger here because vance joseph was the best fit for where Sean Payton's trying to take the Broncos. And as a fan, I just have to, you know, smile and wave, <laughs> you know, just smile and wave boys, smile and wave. Yeah. <laughs> for I'm sure. I'm not for smarter sure. than Sean Payton, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. In a, in a way you, you, it, it's like, honestly, being a Chicago fan, like a lot of this t- turnover for a lot of our major league teams has been like, we kind of just got to trust that they're going to do the right thing. You know, first year, first two, three years, with Sean Payton, with an owner that is a, a hundred billionaire, hundred what are they worth? Like four hundred billion dollars or something like that. Sixty-seven billion. Something, yeah, something ridiculous. Like you, you got, you've got a great owner who's willing to spend money. You've got a, a head coach who's proven, um, and now you've got a quarterback that needs to prove it and has had a successful career, but he had, maybe he had a bad one year. Um, so now you have all these things and a great defense on top of that. Now it's time to just kind of put your trust in what's going on. And if it works out, then fucking awesome. That's going to be great because then that that Denver Broncos team is going to come back to, you know, that next level of of prominence and be a good team in the NFL. So I I get you in that whole, like, we have to just smile and be like, yeah, this is happening right now, right? Like, whether it be in a good or bad way. I just – it it is what it is. And and that's the difference between having Nathaniel Hackett and Sean Payton. Right. It's, it's it like really Nathaniel is. Hackett makes this move and it's like, yeah. what are you doing? But like Sean Payton makes it and it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just when you fully trust somebody and it's been, I, I don't even know how long, like over a decade since you, I had a player or a person on our team that I could be like any decision he makes, I fully trust probably when Peyton Manning would recruit a wide receiver. I'd be like, that's who mm-hmm. you like. Okay. There must yeah. be something to him. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll see how it works out, but like having Sean Payton as your head coach just makes life so much easier in mm-hmm. these moments where you're conflicted. So, and then, you know, another thing to bring up, Ginger brings up a good point. So if you go from top five to, to the 16th in defense, but you go from 30th to fifth in offense, he thinks that's worth the switch. What do you, what do you think about that? As far as the Denver Broncos go? Well, um yeah I mean, that's a big would, jump on offense it would yeah it would be it would be worth it but i don't think sean payton being 
in charge of the offense has anything to do with the with the defense. So mm-hmm. I think if we dr- come up to number five offense, like that's that's an awesome thing. But our defense, if it regresses to a bottom half of the league, then I feel like that there has to be a firing because yeah. just because you know you're excelling on one side of the football doesn't give the other side of the football a longer leash and more mm-hmm. grace you know you have to play that type of defense like they played last year whether russell wilson is the worst quarterback in the league or the best that's mm-hmm. the standard so as a fan it's like if i had to make a you know decision i guess mm-hmm. i would pick 16 and 5 mm-hmm. versus 32 and 2 just yeah. because we would be more balanced but yeah and and if I'm an actual GM of, of the team, like I would be like, that is, you know, there's no exception to be made because another side of the ball is improving. Like you are still held to the standard. You should want to be the best defense, no matter how many touchdowns. And that's the problem I have with KC is that they're, they, they struggle so much on defense, but their offense is so good. And, And you can win like that. But I also don't think it's a good recipe. And I saw a Super Bowl you know, with uh, the Seahawks and the Broncos, mm-hmm. best offense in the league versus best defense in the league, and we got annihilated. You know, yeah. if anything, I would rather have a 16th offense and a number two defense. Okay, that's interesting. I would, I would, me personally, I would lean more towards a better offensive team, um, but I wouldn't want to be, I would want to at least be top 10 to 12 in defense. If yeah. I have a top five offense, top three offense, um, and that's just me, and that's just because I'm a Bears fan, and I think for uh, and I and I hope for unrealistic things that will never happen. Um, well, we we also have just like too much talent on the defense to be 16. Yeah, you guys, and like I said, I think uh, I think during our Groundhog episode, I was like, I don't think Denver will be as good on their defense, but I don't think they're going to take such a step back where it's like wow, what happened to the defense? It's more going to be like a gradual, like like I said, what were you guys letting up, 14 or 20 points per game? I was like, okay, well, maybe you guys will let up 21, 21 and a half points per game, and maybe like 10 more yards, 15 more yards overall in offense. Something like that. Something where it's not ridiculous, where it's just like like you said, we need to make a firing right now because the step back is ridiculous. I still yeah. think Denver is going to be a very, very, very good defense next year. Yeah, and I, I think being more aggressive comes with risks, and that mm-hmm. means coming with more turnovers <clears throat> on the defensive side of the ball and also more touchdowns on offense. So yeah. it's just like a give-and-take thing. Like Sean Payton yeah. is like, hey, I want you to force a lot of turnovers, but by doing that, we're going to, you know, Patrick Sertan is going to go against elite receivers one-on-one. There's no more zone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's just going to be a lot more risks. So I think it's natural to see maybe points per game go down a little bit yeah, in a bad yeah. way, but I could also see interceptions and sacks go way up. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, pick your poison. Exactly. You really do pick your poison at one point or the other. Um, it's tough to have a top five offense and defense. And I mean, at one point, what was it? The Chargers had that with Phillip Rivers and they didn't even make the playoffs. So I don't know what that means, but it's tough to do that. Only again. the Chargers can do that. Only the Chargers could do that. Though, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we were, uh, we're, we're running a little over an hour and a half. We were going to talk XFL, but we're actually going to do that on our Monday episode. And 
just with that, I will say Mondays. Catch us on Mondays because, Kyle, what are we doing on Mondays? We're going to be doing A, OnlyFans Feet, B, (laughs) Trivia, C, Drinking Beer Out of an Old Shoe, or D, Breaking Flat Screen TVs. I'm going to go with B, Kyle, Trivia. (laughs) You are right. The answer is B, Trivia. And I think Liam got most of our trivia questions right. Some of you guys commented on the video and put in your trivia answers. We're going to add it to the leaderboard. Uh, yep. Honesty and integrity. Can't, can't. <laughs> you, Scott's we, honor. We Scott's honor. Scott's honor, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was gross. I really did that. Um, <laughs> sick fuck. Yeah, so um, trivia is on Monday. And yep. we're trusting you guys not to Google it. <laughs> yeah. We are going to be, like like Kyle said, trivia on Mondays. It's going to be every Monday in the offseason until the regular season begins again. And our Thursday episodes, like today, is going to be more news around the NFL-oriented. So we hope to see you guys on Monday because Monday is more of an interactive Kyle and I with you guys trivia. And then we do some Q&A on the back end. So it's going to be a very like interactive uh, uh, type of episode. Uh, here on only football on Mondays until the regular season starts up again. So we hope for max participation from everybody here. We usually started around the same time we started today, which was about seven central eight Eastern five o'clock Pacific time. Um, So definitely check us out on Mondays for some only football NFL trivia. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit XFL possibly next week. Hopefully you guys are watching as background noise because that's kind of how I have it. Um, but definitely yeah. join us on Monday. Um, other than that, Kyle, where can they find you on Twitter? You can find me. Oh, and next week we're going to start the episodic series. I just got back from all my traveling. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. We're going to start it this week, but I literally just got back. Um, and it's going to just be only football with Kyle. So definitely mm-hmm. check that out too for football junkies that just need a little mm-hmm. bit more before thursday i don't want you to withdraw but you can find me (laughs) at ftbl o-n-l-y p-o-d-c-a-s only t football only podcast (laughs) just sounds a little wrong i can't get it Um, oh kyle's never gonna get it right (laughs) no i got it wrong once and now i do it every time i don't know what the deal is Ginger saying, I promise I'll be there for Trivia Monday. I missed last week and I'm pissed. Ginger, we hope to see you <laughs> next Monday. Um, you could follow me on Twitter at and now Rick uh, to check out all my takes and very little uh, Bears takes that I have because I don't know what's going on. And you can check out the Star Six Media in, uh, uh, Twitter at underscore Star Six Media. And go follow the Star Six Media Instagram. We just got over 100 uh, followers, so we're very excited about that. We're going to be posting our schedule, posting Kyle's Only Football with Kyle episodes on Instagram and here on YouTube, exclusively to Instagram and YouTube. So go check that out every Wednesday when we do post it up. Um, So that will be exciting for Instagram and here on YouTube. Um, And yeah. Other than that, you know, listen to us uh, uh, on Spotify, Apple. If you missed the episodes, go watch us on YouTube um, and like our channel, like our, our, our pics, our Instagram. Go follow us, share our stuff. 
We hope we can earn some likes and some shares and some follows from all you guys here uh, on Only Football. Kyle, what do you got for the chives? What are the what are what's the final word from Kyle? The chives, the chives from Kyle. That's what I'm <laughs> gonna call it. Chives from Kyle. Kyle, chives from Kyle. Go. The chives from Kyle is, I don't know if you guys saw about Brock Purdy who postponed his UCL repair surgery. It was scheduled last week, but there's mm-hmm. ongoing inflammation and doctors don't feel that they can actually perform the surgery. A little unique to him, and some people are wondering if that's because he played during the game. But everybody that said Brock Purdy was backing out of a moment that was too big for him, yep. I just want you to eat your words. He's going <laughs> to yeah. throw the ball. It was impossible for him. So if you're saying that, <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, thank you to Tyler. Thank you to James. Thank you to Ginger for catching us after work. Liam, our trivia leader right now. Bill, uh, we also had, oh, my God, I'm forgetting his name, and he was right here, Kenny on here. Thank you all, all of you guys, for being on the live stream with us, interacting with us, getting us uh, your comments. We appreciate you. Uh, Yeah, just thank you guys for being on here. Uh, From me, Thank you guys again, and we will see you guys on Monday. See ya! See ya!